Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. It is the Weekly Watch Legends. Glad you stopped in for a listen, for a listen you won't find anywhere else. We're talking to eight current or former players on this episode alone, and that includes six internationals. Let's go. Year and events are often remembered together. Let's go back to a federal election. It was Kevin 07, then there was COVID-19. What about Shit Chop 20? Jai Arrow's haircut, so much entertainment... The best of the best or the worst of the worst, depending on how you want to look at it. It's gone, mate. Will we ever see the return of Shit Chop? Nah, the Shit shit Chop, it's long gone. Um, Look, I think, obviously, I probably went a bit too far. Then at one stage, it was looking, I guess, respectable, but um, started losing the plot during home isolation during the the COVID season and decided to go with something different and shave the top of my head and leave, leave the back, which was absolutely horrendous, but did it for a great cause and, and raising a fair bit of four and a half grand in, uh, for charity, which was the world's greatest show. But it's, I think it's gone. I think I've got to look respectable. And um, as I said, bloody Wayne's not going to have a part of it. He doesn't want, he doesn't want me rocking up to Redfern like that. Mate, that is the real positive. And whilst we all had a giggle, yourself included, there was a really serious reason Mum was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. You were raising awareness and funds for the Leukemia Foundation, right? Yeah, yeah. So it all sort of fell into place. When I first got it sort of um, the mullet cut in, I did it as a joke. And um, someone had said to me, I I said to my partner, is is he doing that for charity? And she sort of went, "Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, because it's starting to look bad at that stage. And then, I thought to myself, well, I thought to myself, well, it's probably a good idea. Maybe I should do it. And then um, I contacted the world's greatest shave and um, asked if they wanted to be a part of it. And then it also sort of fell into place that the world's greatest shave has a lot to do with the Leukemia Foundation. My mum was diagnosed with a blood cancer, you know, uh, years ago now, probably about 16, 17 years old. And um, I'd always... I always said to myself, I want to do something for charity through a cancer because I've obviously gone through, see my mum go through chemo and all that. So it all fell into place and all the stars sort of aligned. And um, yeah, she was pretty proud of me. She obviously come down and, and watch me um, shave my head off and I uh, shave my head off and shave my hair off. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, look, there, there was so much hair everywhere too. And I bet. Um, yeah, looking back now, it was pretty good. We could have made a wig out of it, actually. You could have made a couple of wigs out of that, dude. Great job raising <laughs> money, mate. Well played, Joy. Appreciate it. 
A wonderful legend series interview this week with Joey Williams. It's more than a story, it's the story. We're changing pace next week. One of the old school lads I've known for his whole journey, the great Mark O'Mealy. Robbing Denker rub on your bald head prior to a game. Fact or fiction? And, and, and if it's true, where did it start and what's the story? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fact. Um, I used to rub Vicks on my head. I seen me popped on it when I was a kid and the boxers used to rub Vaseline over their eyes, etc. Yep. And used to try and get ready, you know, really fired up for a game. So I used to start the game slow and that in Harold Matts. Like 10, 12 minutes before I, okay. I sort of got going. And I'd try and rub Vicks over me, had to get going. And one day there was no Vicks in the shed, so I went, what the hell am I going to use? Yep. What have I got in? I found a bit of Metzl and some deep heat there and I just rubbed it around. I don't rub it on the top of my skull. I just rub it all on my jawline. And uh, sort of gets you going. Just, it's like a trigger. You, you become very, very uh, reliant on on uh, routine and, and mm. become a trigger. That was bang. I'm about to head out the tunnel. I'm ready to go. It's game time. Yeah. Great thing about the Legends series, actually the Wodge and the Blast as well. Our entire library is there to listen to when you're ready. Just because you missed a potty at release time, it doesn't mean it's out of date. It's not. When you're ready, it'll be there waiting. A Penrith junior who moved to Manly and has now signed to play with Canterbury for three years joins us, Corey Waddell. I've got to ask, have you got the man crush on Trent Barrett or has he got the man crush on you? One of you's following the other one around the NRL. Oh, mate, I hope it um, goes both ways, yeah. <laughs> no, um, Baz, he's, he's awesome. Um, I'm really lucky that he's you know had a lot of trust in me and... Uh, he signed me for three years at the Dogs, and I'm super grateful for that. And I'm ready to uh, put in the work there and um, show him um, what I've got. And you know, like I said, he he's um, seen me grow up and sort of through the Penrith system. It's my first time I've had him as my actual head coach. Yep. But yeah, just him speaking in video sessions and what what he sort of brings to everyone's game. And I know that uh, he Penrith thrived under him. Um, he's been a mate of mine for probably. 22, 23 years, a really good man, a wonderful footy brain, and he's not afraid to try something a little different. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, he's super smart. He he knows exactly how to get the most out of his attack and his defence as well. So he's got a, you know, everyone says that, how smart he is in footy, and it's uh, everyone can see that. All the boys at training, you know, we come into a video session and he just makes it so clear for us. Wow. Uh, he tells us why we why we are doing it at the same time. So, you know, we're out on the field and it's just, you know, he played um, Origin and, you know, we're soaking it all up. And I know the boys, you know, when we're walking out onto the field every day, we've got smiles on our faces because we know exactly what we're doing and, we're just excited. Mate, exciting for you, exciting for the club. It's exciting for you because you've got a new start and it's exciting for the club because now is the time. It's the time for improvement and there's new yeah. faces, there's new players, there's Nick Kotrick, there's Kyle Flanagan, there's my man, Crazy Jack Hetherington, there's yourself. <laughs> um, is there a buzz around the joint? Yeah, there's a huge buzz. I think um, the first day, you know, all the boys were really good. They they greeted us new boys um, with open arms, and you know it was it was a tough decision to make to go to the Bulldogs, yeah. um, especially sort of after the year they had. And I wasn't really sure um, what right move for my own career would yep. be, but once the 
people around me sort of put things into perspective and I sort of realised that change was good. And, you know, when I when I went in there and checked out the facilities and I just knew that there was um, a really good change of atmosphere and a really good vibe and, you know, everyone really wants the club to, you know, have a really good year. I'm not um, – I didn't sign um, to lose football games, that's for sure. I want to win as many games as I can and uh, I'm going to do all my best um, to make that happen for the fans and for the club. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Want to be part of the team? We have both corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. Check out the website at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au or send an email to Terry, that's with an I, at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. He's as passionate as anyone in the game, and he also doesn't give a flying who knows or sees or what they think. But I reckon watching Ricky Stewart on the sideline during a game is absolute gold. Elliot Whitehead from the Canberra Raiders has dropped in. Have you got a favourite Ricky story or moment where you look at him and because he's so passionate, because he's so emotional, you can almost see and tell what he's going to say to your face before he says it? Um, oh, look, he, he likes to tear up a lot in the dressing rooms. You know, he probably doesn't look that type of bloke, but that's how passionate he is. Yeah. Um, you know, the, he's, he's had a few cries and I always shout out, get the tissues and he doesn't really <laughs> like that. But he, um, yeah, that's what I mean. He's so passionate about the club and the the, the town as, as a whole. And, um, you know, you can see what he's done over the last couple of years with his club. Um, he gets all the old boys involved and make sure they get remembered as well. So, um, like I said, he's a great bloke and, you know, um, he still likes to spit every now and then. He goes, <laughs> then he'll have a little blow up and a little spit again. But uh, he's, he, but apart from that, he's very passionate, yeah. He loves stirring shit. He's a little troublemaker. He's a sledger. And he was even better as a player. He terrorised other halfbacks for 13 or 14 years. But one thing about Rick, he doesn't like when you have a crack at him, but he sometimes doesn't have a crack back. He just ignores you. He turns around and, and won't even look at you. Yeah, well, that's what happens with me in training. If uh, we have a little argument in training where I think we're doing something wrong or he thinks he just won't speak to me for a few weeks. So um, I know when he's not not my mate at the time, he'll, he'll he just ignore me and, I'm a bit awkward around trading, and I'm like, oh, I think it sticks falling out of me. So we've had that a few times over the last five years. Mate, how important is it to have a coach leading the way in terms of passion and emotion? Oh, it's massive. You know, I think I think him just having um, the respect for us players and not just about us as uh, rugby players either. It's about us as families and the people that are we're involved with away from rugby is very passionate about them as well and make sure we all get involved in doing stuff together and, you know, makes that big family feeling, which especially with a lot of boys that don't have family down here, especially if they're from Queensland or not just England, but from Queensland and New Zealand and stuff, you make sure all the boys get together um, a few times through the year with their families and partners and kids and makes that big family feel and even the staff come along as well, so it's great. This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond Unfiltered and it's feature interview time. Dropping on in the 324-gamer, two-time Premiership winner Luke Lewis, who's seemingly still got the footy bug. A little bit of coaching in the off-season, Louis. Yeah, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't really call it uh, coaching, but uh, I, I'm I, I'm absolutely loving the opportunity to be back down there at Shark Park. Um, 
Uh, John Morris is doing a great job. They got uh, Joshy Hannay and and Daniel Holsworth and uh, Dave Howell down there doing an awesome job. And uh, they let me sort of come in and um, you know, sort of fill in there, and they give me a bit of a bit of a role to play. And uh, it's sort of more just there for for the older guys or the younger guys who want to chat. But um, it's, it's been amazing. It's something that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about, and I'd love to get into. But uh, there's a lot of learning to do between. Uh, what I'm doing now and actually getting a job as an assistant coach or something like that. Your first career interview, the week before your debut in 2001, it was with me for Fox Sports News, and I don't think I've seen a young bloke more shit scared of a microphone in my life. Maybe Luke Rooney, perhaps. You've come a long way. Yeah, mate. I, I do remember um, you know, that opportunity to, to have a, you know, to chat. I don't remember the conversation, but I was very, very scared of the camera and the, and the, uh, the radio and I remember the uh, the older guys actually pulled me. I think it might have even been sat to say, mate, listen, you can't go too wrong if you don't ever bag anyone and don't ever bag a team. And mate, just you know, just speak from the heart. So I try to do my best at it, but uh, mate, it's taken me a long time to uh, to get good at it. And I wouldn't say I'm very good at it now, but I, I just speak from the heart, mate, and uh, see where it takes me from there. Louis, getting used to the off-field distractions as a young bloke, be it media, be it sponsorship, getting recognised at the cafe, the pub, or the restaurant. It could be really difficult to handle for a young bloke, couldn't it? Yeah, it could. Uh, but in saying, I remember when I was a young kid, I um, I remember Matt Adamson come to our uh, training at a school and he gave every little second he had uh, to all the kids until he had to get out of there. And uh, that's what made me want to play footy uh, at a very young age. I was only in year three or four. Wow. Um, and I thought, you know what? He's a big man. He plays footy. I love rugby league. Everyone loves him. And he was really, uh, really humble. Um, that was just the experience I got from Matt Adamson. Now, I don't know if everyone else has had that experience, but for me, um, when I had that that opportunity to actually play first grade and then you sort of start to get a bit of a name and, and people start to uh, recognise you, uh, I actually loved it because I got to live my dream. Yep. Um, I get to, to do, someone else, uh, do something that someone else loves and if there was anything I could do to help them out or even just to say hello, it was uh, something that I would always give back. And, uh, mate, again, I'm a big believer that if it wasn't for the people who watched us or um, you know, support us, whatever it was, we wouldn't be who we are anyway. So mm. we wouldn't have the opportunities we, we, we've had in our uh, career if it weren't for them guys. So I just feel like I always need to give back to those people and um, I'll try and do it for the remainder of my life. Unless you catch me on a real bad day and something's happened, but uh, it would be very rare. I, I don't think I'd ever do it. I love that attitude. I'm going to put you on the spot here, mate. 208 games for Penrith, 116 games for Cronulla. If the Panthers and the Sharks are playing this weekend, who are you cheering? Oh, mate, it's, it's always a hard question, but uh, I'll be cheering the Sharks, uh, especially this weekend. I, I'm at the Sharks as a, you know, with the with the uh, with the coaches, and yep. I've still got a few guys there that I played with. But it's funny you ask that question because everyone asks me all the time. But uh, if you ask me what would be my ideal grand final, Penrith Sharks grand final, I'd uh, I think it'd be amazing uh, to have you know the two clubs that I've got so much respect for uh, and so many opportunities I've had with both clubs. I would love nothing more to see a Penrith Sharks grand final. But um, if they ask for my tip, I just say, look, I'm sitting on the fence of this one. Whoever wins, as long as the best team wins on the night, I'll be happy. But uh, yeah, look, oh, I don't know any of the players at, at Penrith anymore. They're all young guys. They've all come up and they've all changed over. Whereas the Sharks, you now I've still got Chad Towns in there. I've still got Wade Graham there that I've played. Andrew Fafida yep. uh, that have all won grand final with. And then all these young kids that are coming through, having this experience, watching them do preseason. Uh, mate, such respectful kids and, and they've got the, the, the world at their feet. So definitely the Sharks. At the time, your move from Penrith to Cronulla was difficult. It was emotional. It was big news. Looking back, it may just have been the right move at the right time. 
What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head again. I think it was the best thing that happened to me. Um, I remember I obviously got cancer there at the time. There was a little bit of uh, stuff that, that happened, um, which was hard to, to go through at the time. But I uh, big believe I've always been like this, that one door closes, another one opens. And, um, you know, sometimes you just, you don't realise it at the time. But when you, you get the opportunity to sit back and relax and uh, you look back, it was the best thing for me. I, I've been a pendant for a long time. Never in my wildest dreams I ever think I'd leave Penrith as a, as a junior, uh, supported Penrith my whole life, obviously won the grand final there. And uh, when I went to the Sharks, I just felt like home, uh, gave me a new challenge. Um, mm. you know, then I had to come out of me out of my cancer stuff. I got told that I'd never play you know, at my peak again. Uh, you probably won't be able to, to play first grade uh, on a consistent basis. Uh, so it sort of gave me a real drive and a hunger again. So I felt like I was a young kid just starting all over. So, Everything that someone told me I couldn't do, I, I tried to prove wrong. And you know, a lot of injuries I had to go through uh, purely because of the cancer stuff. I didn't get a proper preseason. And anyway, the list goes on, but it was all a challenge, a challenge, a challenge. And then um, 2015, it just sort of smacked me right in the face. Everything sort of come together. All the hard work that I was doing away from we come together. Uh, I had a good preseason. I think I only missed two games in 15. And then uh, 16 was obviously the highlight where, mate, I think again, I only missed one or two games that year, but I just had that bug. Uh, I had the love of the game again, and I put that down to Mick Ennis. He, he brought that love back for me as well because uh, he, he got me back to my basic game of football and what I'd love to do, which was run holes, play footy, get the kick chase, and, and try and put some shots on if I could to, to try and um, help the team out. And uh, it was ABC football for me. How's the health now, mate? Yeah, actually, really good. I uh, had a checkup probably about um, oh, six weeks ago, my last check. So. Fully cleared now. It's been nine years, uh, eight years, sorry, and uh, mm. you don't have to go and get any more checkups. So, made a pretty, uh, pretty good feeling to be honest. So, no more blood tests, no more ultrasounds and MRIs. It's, uh, it's all sit back and, and relax, and um, I just enjoy the footy. Premierships in 03 and 16, one at Penrith, one at Cronulla. Is one more special than the other, or do they hold equal billing? Yeah, what well, Andy? It's that they do hold equal billing, um, but the only reason I say the 16 stands out more is because. I was older and appreciation, yeah. um, and I had my daughter there. Uh, you know, the, the best thing in my life was my daughter at the time. Um, I've got a son now, but um, yeah, she was there. I had my wife there. My wife wasn't my first one. Yep. So, uh, mate, it was it, it was pretty uh, pretty surreal. So it's hard to go past 2016. I think it was the best year of my life, to be honest with you. The whole way the plan, the, the year planned out. Uh, you now the footy was was on song. Uh, everyone was having a laugh. We didn't lose a game for four months. Uh, my daughter was born, um, won the grand final, and uh, you know got the got the medal around my neck, got the grand final ring on my finger, and I got my daughter in my arms, my wife beside me. Happy days. I love that answer. Seventeen Origin games, mate. Two thousand and four, and you got a second chance between '09 and '14. Tough, tough times against that amazing Queensland side. What stands out from your memories in blue? Oh, mate, there were so many great memories. Obviously. You know, going into camp, just being with the boys, the mateship that you make up. Um, yep. You know, 2004, I was only a young kid playing with all the, all the guys that I, I absolutely looked up to. Uh, then I, I remember Brad Fittler got, got the SOS call. He come into um, uh, into camp and I got to play with my childhood hero. So that was pretty amazing, mate. So that really stands out. And then the 2014, obviously play, playing against the best Queensland team probably to, to ever mm. take a field. Uh, and we got, we got the job done in, in game two. Uh, when Hocko for that dummy went straight through. So, mate, look, there's been some great memories. There've been some uh, terrible ones as well. But at the same time, I think I look back now and I just realise 
how difficult Origin is and yeah. and what it takes to win an Origin. Now, if you look back at all the games against that great side, you know it was always only two one or well, it was always two one, but there wasn't much in it. There was a mm. couple of games here where we got blown out, but uh, there wasn't much in it at all. And we're playing against the best side that's ever played. So yeah, I feel very um, you know blessed and honoured to play against that side. Then obviously get the win in 2014, but also they had the opportunity to play with those players in the kangaroo jersey. It was pretty special. Always a pleasure. Great man. Chat soon. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it, brother. And from one former Panther to another. Let's get to know a little better one of the quiet achievers of the game from the Warriors, Wade Egan as log. Mate, tell us about your early years and early footy. Paint the picture of your childhood. Yes, yeah, so I grew up in Lithgow, so it's about um, an hour and a half west of Penrith. Um, yeah, just played local footy out there for since I was yeah, a young fella, probably five or six, and worked my way up through the grades. Um, played first grade out there when I was about mm. 16 or 17, which is pretty interesting. Everyone sort of targeting the young bloke, trying Absolutely. to take, take heads off and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, just went to a, to a trial with Penrith. Um, when I was, I think, 18 and made, made the SG ball team from there and then the rest of sort of history, played 20s there and then debuted for the club and played a couple of years there and then, yeah, here I am now at the, the Warriors. You excelled as an age player coming through at Penrith, a long list with a large group of really talented kids. What do you recall, though, of your first grade debut? It was actually three years ago to this week, the 29th of March, 2018, against the Cowboys. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy week, actually, that one. Um, I think I got named 18th man, so I didn't expect to play at yep. all. It was out of me and... Um, Jerome Lua, I think, and he got named at 14. So I was just expecting him to play and he, he told us during the week, he said, oh, don't, don't sort of um, hedge your bets, I guess. He, yeah. he doesn't really know who's going to play yet. So um, all week I wasn't really expecting to play and the day before, I think just before captain's run, he said, mate, you're going to play tomorrow night so I need you to come to training. And so I had to ring the family and they yeah. got flown up to Townsville and stuff like that. And um, I only played about nine minutes, but, yeah, it's probably the best nine minutes of my life, I think. I was out on my feet. Um, it was a nice hot. So, not summer, but oh, North um, in, in North Queensland, yeah. yeah, nice and hot. And uh, we got the win that night too. It was a pretty big win and, um, yeah, it was a very memorable evening. You also got to play against the great Jonathan Thurston on debut. debut. You weren't thinking about it at the time, but there is going to come a time in 20 or 30 or 40 years' time. That's an awesome story for the grandkids. Yeah, I think – it sort of hit me when I was in the game and I look. I think I looked down the short side, I was going to run there and JT was in front of me and I said, no, I probably can't, probably can't do that. <laughs> I was sort of starstruck. So that was um, that was a pretty cool little thing in the game when, you know, playing against JT and then Tal Malolo and yeah. Gavin Cooper blokes I've sort of watched since I was, um, you know, 18 or 19 sort of idols, I guess you could say. Second season at the Warriors, mate. To me, and I may be wrong, you look really settled. You look comfortable. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was a pretty big move for me, moving from huge. Yeah, from Lithgow to Penrith, and then Penrith to New Zealand. Sort of happened pretty fast last year too, within a couple of weeks. And you know, had a had a backpack, a suitcase, and that was my whole life sort of packed up into one. And then, yeah, moved over there. And um, yeah, I'm definitely definitely comfortable now. I think, Um, you know, even with the new signings and stuff, they brought a lot of energy and sort of. There's a lot of Aussie boys there too that Mm. have. um, that I've really gelled with and, and the Kiwi boys as well. i got some really good mates with the Kiwi fellas. So, it's um yeah, I'm really settled now. Good luck for the season, Big Nuts. Thanks, Chat mate. soon. Cheers. Finish off your footy weekend with a laugh and maybe an insight or two. Every Monday night during the season, we're on Facebook Live at 6pm Queensland time. You ask the questions and it's unfiltered. There's free stuff too. Check out the Andy Raymond Facebook page. Find the page with my shit melon on it, and that's where we'll be live on Mondays.
sport and business do mix. It's a lot of hard work, not always easy, but Marty Tapao and his wife Michelle earlier this year launched a venture together. The great man joins us, Marty. What is the Disruptors? Well, the Disruptors, they are, we are people that help connect athletes with businesses. And we, we harness the power of sport and we strategically connect brands, whether it's athletes, whether it's um, you know, clubs or, or governments, and we help collaborate and create powerful partnerships, not only for the athlete but also for the business. And then when two values come together, you've got amazing amazing work that will happen yeah so it'll be beautiful it's more than a sponsorship it's more than here's a free shirt or here's a a carton of wine it's a partnership to better both it is it is and for us i believe from myself um, personally being an athlete it's helping these young players understand who they are as a brand Mm. and what can they give to uh to businesses what they can do within their community as well and as well as talent optimization and managing everything, you know, being a brand ambassador, the influ- being an influencer. There's so many arms within this business that will help optimize the player, the athlete, to become a better athlete on field, as well as be a, a great ambassador and also a human off the field or off the pitch. So. It's not just the one-trick pony, mate. It's uh, we do everything surrounding and supporting our athletes. Where can we find you online, Marty? You can find more information on the disruptors at thedisruptors.com.au. We look forward to it, mate, and good luck with the business for you and Michelle. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. The UK Super League kicks off this weekend. It'll be a welcome back for one of their favourites who's dropped in, Johnny Bateman. Looking forward to wearing those Wigan Warriors colours once again, mate. Yep, can't wait, mate. Should be good, obviously. Back home now, back into it and looking forward to it. Do you miss us? Do you miss the weather, the cold beer? Anything? Something? Um, <laughs> it's hard, it's hard. Um, my girlfriend. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, it's, yeah, you miss the, the light days. It's, it's pretty shitty here at the moment, mate. It's cold and stuff like that. You miss... I've been getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's been ice on, my, ice on my car window. You miss... I miss waking up and being light mornings and stuff. On this podcast, it's only audio, but I can see your pretty face via Zoom. you get a giant smile on your face. You're back with family. You're back with loved ones. And as we were saying before the interview, that's just the most important thing in life. Oh, mate, it's- you take for granted, I suppose, and how much it actually does mean to him. Just being back home, everything, just being around my family, just being around my little girl, my mum, my, my brother, my niece, my nephew. It's, it's like everything just falls back into place. I'm not saying that it wasn't in place when I was over there, but it's just it's just not there. It's it just one there. When when I wanted to come home and wanted to have a chat and stuff like that, I'd get a cuddle off my mum, even though I am a mummy's boy. Uh-huh. It was just hard. But, um, it's good to be back, mate. It's good to be back around him and... Just, just have a choice when, when I can, can't see him. Lee Centurions, round number one. What are you expecting, mate? Yeah, should be good, mate. They've, they've recruited pretty well, to be honest with you. And obviously, it's the first year back in Super League in, in how many years. And it's a derby to fare as well, mate. So, should be good. They've got quite a few Wigan lads, but we'll be ready to go. We had a little bit of a hit out on, on Sunday. Not not too much. We only had 
what, five minutes, a few of us. And it was a good little light out, good to put some combinations together. But it should be a tough, tough game, but we'll be ready to go, mate. Looking forward to it. Speaking of tough, a really tough off-season for your teammates that were part of possibly the most heartbreaking loss ever in that grand final against St Helens in November. That was brutal, mate. Oh, mate. You talked to a few lads about it. It's one of them can't-believe-it moments. They said, like, you just... They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it actually happened when you sit down and watch it. I couldn't believe it happened and I watch it. And for the lads playing in it, you're like, fuck, poor fellas. And yeah. I suppose it, remember, it was that year, it was that year like, last year. And if I'd said one way, it was going to end like that. And I suppose it's, it's, it's good being on one side of it, but it's shit being on the other side of it. Certainly is. Oh, isn't that going to be a first up match when uh, Saints play? You guys, uh, throughout the season, there is just going to be so much passion and so much emotion. There always is anyway, but that little extra. Oh, mate. For me personally, I can't wait. I can't. I just can't wait. I think I think they've tried and timed it as well for when the fans will be back. So that just yep. gives you an extra extra incentive as well. But for me, I'm not even from Wigan, but I've been there the majority of my career. And it's, it's, a, it's one of the best games. Probably the best game I've played in the, the passion just the players, you know what it means to each other, the build up to it that week. It's, they, don't, they, don't give a, they don't give a shit about anything. It's just you need to win at weekend. You win at all costs. And like you said, with that little bit of spice to it now with what happened last year, it's, it's going to make it extra taster. We're going to currently second favourites in betting just behind Saints. So I might actually throw a dollar or two on you guys. Good luck for the season ahead. We miss you. We're glad you're back home with loved ones and ready to rip in. Want to win an unfiltered trucker's hat? Go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then simply give us a five-star rating and review. Write whatever you want. We don't care. It's the stars that matter. Funniest weekly review wins the prize. Simple. It's that easy to win. Leave a review and be in with a chance. In seven or eight months, we've given away over 150 truckers' hats. That's only the beginning. This week's winner is Frith72. Thank you for your kind words. Also, thanks to Tiger Tamer, Grady Robbers, Razor Line, Class A Anchor, Biased 44 Billy, On Board with Climaxes, whatever the hell that means, and also Glass Half Empty. You're all great, great people and well hung too. Thank you. Have a great weekend, legends. Rip in, regret nothing, and start at the gym next Monday. And don't forget to back Pikey in the last.